Private Lender Podcast, Episode 72. The Private Lender Podcast quote of the day comes to us from Benjamin Graham, who said, Confronted with the challenge to distill the secret of sound investment into three words, we venture the motto, margin of safety. This is the Private Lender Podcast, the show that shares practical advice and know-how for new and seasoned lenders, from private mortgages on single-family houses to joint ventures on commercial projects and beyond. Discover details about investment vehicles that you won't find at your local bank or online broker. Listen and learn from private lenders and real estate investors, as well as from professionals and entrepreneurs, as they share the details, strategies, and the insight that allows for successful and prosperous lending. Now, get ready to increase your ROI. Here's your host, Keith Baker. Hello and greetings again from the energy capital of the world in my hometown, Houston, Texas. My name is Keith Baker and I'd like to welcome you to episode number 72 of the Private Lender Podcast. If you're looking to build wealth without banks and outside of Wall Street by utilizing time-tested methods in an ever-changing world like the one that we live in, then my friend, you are in the right place. Today I'm going to be speaking about running comparables on other properties when you're trying to formulate the after-repaired value or your loan-to-value of a particular deal and want to run through the best ways and the worst ways. So you don't have to be a realtor necessarily, but there are certain ways you can run comps and comparables. And there's other, there are third parties you can reach out to, obviously, to have that done for you. And I'm just going to run through those lists and then give you some, a couple of ideas at the end as a um, last case scenario or last resort, but also to get practice, to start looking at things, to train your eye on properties. There are a lot of great free web resources out there. So before we get into all that, I just want to mention that today's date is May 27th, 2019, which for those of us in the United States is a Memorial Day. And I'd like to honor the men and women who have given their lives for this country uh, by mentioning it, taking a moment and mentioning the significance of Memorial Day. And whether I agree with a war, a president or a reason for the war is, is, has always been irrelevant in my mind. It's all about honoring those people who sacrificed the greatest sacrifice, their lives for this country. And while I'm on that, on that subject, I'd also like to acknowledge those who, who served and lived and those who are currently serving in the military. My friends like uh, Leon and Scotty Mack, just to name it two, two shout outs in case you guys are listening. Because people like you guys served, I was never drafted or forced to serve. And for that, I want to say thank you. Okay, so let's get into the nuts and bolts of this episode. How to comp a property? Well, the best way to do it, obviously, is through the multiple listing service, the MLS. That's the database that all the realtors and real estate brokers have access to. That's how they determine values when they come and get a listing. They use that. And that is probably, or not, it is, it's the best database out there. I wish I owned it because it will have, it's updated fairly quickly and you can get a really good snapshot and you can really drill down um, into the various uh, variables, lot size, square footage, year built, bedrooms, baths, garage, all this kind of stuff. There's a lot of bells and whistles. And so when you, obviously when you're trying to determine an after repaired value for let's say a flip or trying to come up with your loan to value on what you feel like the, the house is worth, you know, right now, for example, if it's a rental and it's got builder grade carpet and Home Depot furnish finishings, <laughs> light fixtures and faucets and whatnot. If it's got that kind of contractor feel, if it's got that rental house feel, obviously that I would comp that lower than somebody who's had the custom woodwork done, the built-ins, 
nicer finishings and treatments, you know, crown molding and, and these things. But this is you know, the MLS is the best way to look at that and can, like I said, to get comps, to get comparables. And if you don't have MLS access, you better get a realtor friend. That's all I can say. <laughs> or you go get your license. I decided I was going to get my realty license, pay some online place. I think it was 500, three or 400, no, about 400 bucks. However, I found it was quickly a waste of my time and money because I didn't have the deal flow. Yeah, I wasn't doing multiple loans a week. I wasn't loaning money to make my put bread on the table. So for me to go and spend all that time and effort, not to say that a realty license is not worth it. In my case, it wasn't. I got too much other things going on. I couldn't dedicate time, or I shouldn't say I couldn't. I didn't dedicate the time that was needed to get that license. So that was just my example in, in my case. It might be different for you. If, you. if you've got a ton of money, you want to do a ton of loans, or if you just want to have a real estate license in general, it's a great license to have. That's the last thing I need to do is add that onto my list. But if you don't do that, then like I said, you need a realtor friend. Let me dive down onto that, just a little into that a little. This is a relationship business, so you should already have the relationship. Don't walk up to a, a realtor and say, hey, let me give you an empty promise of I'll give you the listing if you give me the help me you know, purchase this property. And they go run, do, spend time, and you don't get the house, and then it's kind of wasted. I totally get it from their side of things. Time is money, and you don't want to waste it. So if you want to go the realtor-friend route, I would suggest you pay it forward. Connect them with a legit and bona fide lead, buyer or seller, and let them get a listing. Let them get something and then hit them up for that, uh, that CMA, that comparable market analysis or, or whatever. So one time I had a, a realtor friend that would provide me comps and whatnot. Fairly quick turnaround from her office, actually a broker, but then she got married and moved out of town. So anyway, I don't have my connection to the Houston area MLS anymore. Anyway, so that's number one is get that MLS access. Number two is you can pay an aggregator. There are services out there on the web. Or you can pay a membership fee per month and are allowed so many or unlimited searches. This is a, a one way to, you know, instead of having to deal with giving a, a realtor a lot of work or figuring out getting your license and all that, you can just pay an aggregator kind of on the monthly and it's all tapped into the MLS. And there, are, you can just do a Google search. There'll be plenty uh, that come up. I don't have any affiliation with any of them, although I am looking to put some of them on, interview them. And talk about it because comps are such a vital way keeping your money as a private lender safe. Then the third way is you could always pay the realtor or broker for a, a CMA comparative market analysis. And remember, uh, anything that you have to pay for the borrower, you want to pass that on to the borrower in the closing docs. It's kind of hard to get a borrower to pay for a CMA up front. You might be able to get it, but just let them know that it's part of the fees. Put it in your fee schedule. Let them know and just fully disclose it up front. And then most of the times you have to, I found if the realtor themselves run the CMA, usually it's pretty, I'm comfortable with it. I've seen some where they have their assistant or their secretaries will run it. And all they do is really just run off of square footage and maybe number of bedrooms. That's it. They really don't search for an apples to apples comparison. A lot of the beauty of the MLS is you don't necessarily have to. However, if you do that, if it's going to the back office and kicked out and emailed to you later in the day, then I would dig into the pictures and make sure those properties are truly comparable. If, if it's a rent house, if it's a nice luxury home, it's a half a million dollar home here in Houston, that's a pretty nice house. 
I understand in California that's a hovel, but anyway, <laughs> bad joke, I know. But you just want to make sure that you're getting a true comparable. Then there's always the BPO or the broker price opinion. Again, make sure the borrower pays that fee or pass it on to them. The BPOs are more expensive, and I'm not going to give numbers because I don't know what the going rate is in your particular area. But in my area, BPOs are more expensive. However, they may include a drive-by, just a quick drive-by inspection, if not a full-blown property visit. I've I've seen it where they paid some good money, but I've got a really good report on the. It's almost kind of like an appraisal in a way, which is the fifth way you can check your ARV and your LTVs is hire an appraiser. And this one, I would say, look, have the borrower pay the appraiser directly because you don't want to deal with credit cards and this and that. You just Unless you're set up and have like a storefront and you can run or you have a square or one of those PayPal things and you can run, I wouldn't even mess with it. You just let the borrower pay the appraiser and the appraiser provides their product to you and you can make your decision based on that. Obviously, use only a licensed appraiser if you're going to charge somebody to do it, as you should across the board when you're dealing with real estate. The more licenses, the better, the bigger the headaches, but the better. However, I've always tried to keep a few appraisers at arm's length and throw them some throw them some work when, when possible. If I'm not busy, just a, it's like a referral business. Just keep things going. Let them know that you're thinking about them and trying to put some money in their pocket. And then if you're down to the last resort, you don't if you let your, your borrower talk you out of an appraisal, don't ever do that. But let's say you just kind of want to get a quick down and dirty measure of just a, so what I call the last resort, or if you're just looking, something's caught your eye and you just want to do a real quick acid test to see if this might be in the ballpark or not. There are a ton of free online services, resources out there that you can use and you can start with the worst offender, Zillow. Years ago, Zillow wasn't all that accurate. I don't think in anybody's neighborhood, decade ago or whatever. However, in my experience, I've seen things tighten up over there. I think they do run off of MLS data now. I'm not quite sure. But there's also sites such as Trulia, Redfin, Realtor.com, Real Estate ABC, Epraisal, HomeGain.com. Chase Mortgage Services has a pretty handy property evaluator. And way back when, Bank of America had one that I would use quite often because I found that their values were more accurate when compared against the MLS. So that was uh, Chase. Check your bank. Maybe they have their own valuator, calculator. Also places like Remax. I'm not sure if Keller Williams does or not, but for sale by owner. And then the latest one, Open Door. Uh, have you seen? I'm sure you've seen those ads on TV. Pretty sure that looks like hedge fund money coming in and just trying to corner the market. We'll see how it goes. There's also the homeestimator.com, homevalues.io place I want to check out called Nerd Wallet. I saw them in a search. I want to check them out. I haven't heard of them. And then there's always Homelight and Zip Realty. And of course, you can always go to the privatelenderpodcast.com, episode 72, the show notes page, and there should be links for all of those that I just mentioned. And the only thing I want to say about that, again, is I wouldn't bet my life on those values, but they will get you in the ballpark, okay? They should let you know if there's a green light a red light. If it's uh, if it warrants, and I say a green light, red light. If that warrants further investigation, maybe it needs an appraiser, maybe it needs a BPO or just a CMA. If it's a relatively new subdivision and it's all cookie cutter houses and and it's all in a very tight area, then you're probably going to be okay with just a CMA. 
that's up to you. And I'll have other episodes, hopefully, talking about getting your, setting your temperature on all of this. Should you require an appraiser all the time, so on and so forth. I don't necessarily, but I've also been burned. So I'll, I'll bring up that <laughs> in future episodes. So, excuse me, I'm a little sick. If you can't tell, I'm not drinking or on drugs. I just, well, it's just, you know, this is May in Houston. So here it is. There it is. There's the episode. And I just want to ask that if you gained anything today, or even if you think you just gained something today, you got something out of this, would you please go to iTunes and leave a rating and review, an honest rating and review. If it's a one star and it sucks, let me know. But it would mean the world to me if you could stop by and do a rating and review, provide one because it helps get this podcast into the ears of, of more people. And to try to make it easy, there should be a link on the show notes page in episode 72. We'll follow that link. It'll take you over to iTunes. And you'll probably have to scroll down, but it'll be there in the honest rating and review would, like I said, would be greatly appreciated. Also, connect with me on social media. I'm over at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and I say bigger pockets, but I'm really bad about my social. I'm trying to keep up. It's difficult. LinkedIn and bigger pockets to me are kind of the same. So it's just not an easy, hey, look at this funny photo. I thought of, okay, great. No, it needs actual thought and some rhetoric. Anyhow, connect with me there. And I just want to say thank you for listening. I really do appreciate your time and your consideration. And for those of you who are reaching out, please reach out to me. Keep reaching out to me, Keith at PrivateLenderPodcast.com. I really do appreciate all the feedback. So besides health, happiness, and self-awareness, I wish you all safe and prosperous private lending. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Private Lender Podcast with your host, Keith Baker. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit privatelenderpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time.